Hey everyone, and welcome back to my horror film review podcast. My name is KJ. On last week's episode, I reviewed I Know What You Did last summer. I was doing like a little 90s throwback. I mentioned, if you haven't taken a listen to it, how I was just in the mood for like a, a fun summer uh, 90s film. And I wasn't planning on watching the sequel so soon, but actually my wife, just this past weekend, mentioned that she wanted to see I Still Know What You Did last summer. So it's currently streaming on Netflix, so we decided, why not? Let's watch it. So we just like I said, watched it this past week and a few days ago. And I actually have not watched the sequel, so I didn't know really anything going into the film. Um, I knew Jennifer Love Hewitt was in it, um, Freddie Prince Jr. and um, Brandy, I believe. <laughs> yeah, she's in this film as well. But the only thing I knew too was that this film really got panned by critics. And just if you look up general reviews in general, uh, for the most part, a lot of people hate this movie or just say how horrible it is so i knew that going into this uh film watching it so i was not expecting anything great and i was expecting it to be really really bad and i think what this film is and some could argue you should do this with every film but i think the best thing to do with this film is to really just turn off your brain watch it and then really not think too much about it after because after i watched this film I actually was like, okay, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> I actually went on Letterboxd, and I gave this film a 3 out of 5, which now, after thinking about it for a few days, because I knew I wanted to talk about it, was probably a little bit too generous. <laughs> and I actually even wrote in my little review just saying that I didn't write anything too detailed, but I just said that um, this film wasn't as bad, basically, as what others were saying. And again, I'm, I don't want to say I'm embarrassed, but I'm a little bit kind of like, eh, I, it's not as good as I, you know, whatever. Three out of five is very generous. It's more of a two and a half, maybe even a two, two and a half out of five. But I'm going to stand by my three out of five because that's how most of the time with Letterboxd, I just kind of, it's my initial reaction, my initial thoughts and reviews. So, and I stand by it unless I really, really change my mind. But yeah, so like I said, after thinking about this film, you know, kind of a lot of stuff really doesn't make too much sense. Uh, it's a little bit silly, but like I said, after watching the film initially, I was like, okay, that wasn't too bad. It was fun for what it was for that hour and 40 minutes or so, but it's nowhere in comparison to, um, the first film, I Know What You Did Last Summer, which I pretty much raved about in the last episode. And I stand by that, actually, because I gave that a four out of five. And I do really think that's a really good horror film with some really great moments. And I would almost even deem it a classic slasher film, to be honest. I think it was, I really had fun watching that, and I would definitely check that one out again. But watching the sequel, you can tell there's a new team behind... Uh, the making of this film I didn't dig too deep into you know its history but I know there's a different director and a different writer so Gillespie directed the first film and again I thought he did a really good job with the first film I thought just everything the way he directed and put the film together and a lot of shots and there was way more tension in that film some good jump scares and some I wouldn't say frightening terrifying moments but just some good tension you know, that Sarah Michelle Gellar chase scene is so well done, and it goes on for a really long time, and you really don't get any of that in the second film. So yeah, Gillespie did not come back to direct this second film. And also Kevin Williams, 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 <laughs> the guy behind Scream, uh, wrote the first film, and he did not write the second film. And you can see that as well. Just, 
Um, I don't know if they just rushed it probably. I'm assuming, you know, the first one was a hit. Scream was out. I'm assuming Scream 2. I don't know if that came out before or after this one. But, you know, horror was pretty popular slasher film. So I'm assuming they wanted to get this film out, you know, shot and put out there pretty quick and you can kind of tell I feel like if they would have sat and waited for a little bit they could have came up with a better story and yeah just because a lot of stuff really doesn't make too much sense <laughs> and when you really think about it which you shouldn't but it's just almost silly <laughs> so we I'm not gonna go beat by beat but just the general synopsis of this film we do have Julie and Ray back so Julie so it's pretty much the two-year anniversary of the murder of 4th of July I guess you could say the murder and she's you know about to go on summer break from college she seems to be doing okay actually no she's not because she's having dreams and everything <laughs> so yeah I'm thinking of the ending of the first film where she seems to be doing okay but we have that jump scare scene in the shower which turns out just to be a dream sequence and the first or this film actually opens up with a dream sequence when she's like at church and she's having a you know she's going to confession and then the priest basically says I know what you did last summer and then she screams and she wakes up you know in her college classroom so actually yeah she's not doing too well uh, and she's living with her roommate Brandy um, her and Ray are on the they're not doing the best he's close by working about a, um, a town or so away uh, working on the fishing boat and then there's this other guy will who is like your typical nice guy friend zoned but is interested in julie or at least her friends are pushing for her to go after this will character and right off the bat you kind of get creepy vibes from him <laughs> so it turns out and again yeah ray and her are just on the rocks not doing too well but it's also weird because he's not being super supportive and being cold but he's also planning on proposing to her you know we find out pretty early on in the film he has a ring that he shows his friend but pretty early on we find out with you know there's a decent scene where he's in a car with his friend and driving and you know they see someone on the side of the road and it turns out it's um a dummy setup from like the Hookman killer <laughs> and then he kills his friend and that kind of sets in motion but the main um i guess plot of this film is that Jule, julie or jules and her brandy her roommate brandy's boyfriend and she wants to invite ray but they win this trip to the bahamas which i did not expect and <laughs> they win this trip from the radio they have to answer what is the capital of brazil and she looks at a coffee bag real quick and it she says rio de janeiro <laughs> which isn't correct but they win this um trip to the bahamas basically like the next or that weekend and she wants to invite she does invite ray but that's when he's giving her like the cold shoulder saying he's got to work and all this stuff and then they bring will along so the four of them head out to the bahamas <laughs> on fourth of july weekend and i think again that's kind of where this film at least for me did not work I almost wish they kind of just would have went back to that small town in North Carolina because I actually liked that setting, especially in that first film. You know, they had this 4th of July uh, parade and beauty pageant, this, you know, a quirky little town and just kind of what they do. I feel like, you know, growing up, I kind of grew up in a smaller town. I feel like a lot of towns in general kind of just have their own traditions and people from the outside, you know, it might seem weird. But you just go along with it and enjoy it, you know, if you're living in that town. And that's kind of what I liked about the first film. You know, they did this 
uh, weird like fish <laughs> parade and like I said, beauty pageant. But I liked, as I said, I liked that small town setting of the first film. And I almost wish, but I almost wish they would have went back to that setting. I know they probably feel like they did that and they wanted to do something different, but it was just missing that small coastal seaside town vibe so they do so they head out to the bahamas and again you would think that maybe it would you know spark some summer vibes but when they go there they claim that it's the off season for them because this or something's going on but basically a big uh storm's coming so it's pretty much this resort they go to is like completely empty besides a few workers and then it's just again it's not like you know, I don't know if they actually filmed this in the, Baham- the Bahamas or not, but this resort that they go to is almost kind of depressing. It's kind of dark and it's just like empty and not much is going on. <laughs> and you don't even get scenes of them really like on the beach or anything or out, you know, in the, by the ocean or anything to, again, like give you those summer vibes. I feel like with these films, at least for me, you know, you want to watch it during the summer. Because it's typically, yeah, it's a summer horror film. And I mentioned last week's episode how me, I'm in northern Ohio right now. We've just been getting hit with these snowstorms. So I've been looking to escape to nicer weather. But you don't get that here, especially because it rains the entire time they're there. (laughs) And yeah, so when they go out to this resort, it's empty besides some workers. And then basically, um, Ben Willis ends up coming and going after Jules and yeah that's pretty much the film there the big twist of this film is that the guy will that this friend zone type kind of creepy character that comes along um in the beginning he even he seems nice because he says you know oh you know even though we're in the uh bridal suite pretty much you know I'll sleep on the couch but then he ends up telling her you know he does have feelings for her and the only jump scare in the film is when she goes after singing karaoke and this, you know, she's singing and then it comes up on the monitor. I know, I still know what you did. She runs back to her room and then she finds like a card that just says surprise on it. And when she turns around, it's him, but it's a kind of a jump scare. And it, I don't know, it's not the best, but it's really just kind of odd in general. And he's there with champagne and some flowers for her. And that's where he kind of tells her his feelings and all that. But it turns out that he's actually the son <laughs> of uh ben willis the main uh hook man killer and that i actually did not expect that watching this film i had a feeling maybe he had something to do with this because he was just kind of like i said you're nice typical nice guy somewhat creepy and i was like maybe he's got something to do with this but i wasn't thinking too deeply while, while watching this film so, but when he has his reveal towards the end of the film that yeah and his name is um will benson or something like that so basically his name flip-flopped from his dad's name ben willis and that right there is already kind of cheesy in general but yeah there's this whole kind of backstory where you know the original killer who is there you know terrorizing them but it's the two of them that are going after uh jules and basically they just want to murder her and i think he is from the dad is from the bahamas or he worked at this resort and they mention how his wife and daughter somehow got killed and we see their grave there at the cemetery and maybe he had something to do with it or they thought he did but yeah it's a little bit confusing as well but the main thing too like I said if you don't you don't want to think too deeply with this film because 
at the end of the day, you're just like, why did he go through this such extremes to get them out there to the Bahamas? Because, yeah, the son will, it turns out that he, you know, this whole radio um, contest was fake that will actually called them pretending to be the radio DJ <laughs> and giving them, you know, this these tickets, this trip to go to the Bahamas. And when you just like, again, sit back and think about it, you're like, man, they put a lot of thought into this, you know, doing this whole um, fake contest and then, you know, buying plane tickets, uh, getting rooms for them at this resort just to kill Jules, basically. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you, why don't you guys just go after her, you know, at this college town or anywhere else, basically? It's really just kind of silly at the end of the, at the end of the day, but you know, like I said, you don't want to think too deeply <laughs> with this film. And, and a lot of times with horror films in general, you just got to go along with the ride. But they end up killing both of them. There's a decent scene because uh, Ray ends up, he turns up at the island when he kind of figures out, you know, that the hook man guy's back. And when he finds out that she left to the Bahamas, he, you know, drives down to, or he takes a bus down to Miami and then gets a boat to head out to the Bahamas. <laughs> and then he turns up just at the right time when, um, Will, you know, reveals that he's the son and they're about to kill Jules. There's a creepy scene too, where they say when they're attacking Ray, they're like, we're going to do so much to her and all this stuff. You don't know what we're going to do to her and all this. It's a little bit creepy and dark, but he shows up with a gun and he's not able to, the gun, because it's raining for some reason, won't shoot. So they, you know, there's a fight between him and Will, but there's a decent scene where um, the dad, the hook man killer, goes to stab Ray with the hook and Ray basically just jumps out of the way really quick and then he ends up stabbing uh, his son right in the chest killing him and then Jules gets a hold of the gun and shoots um, Ben Wills <laughs> and then he falls into the grave that he had dug for her and falls in there and a bunch of mud just like flops on him <laughs> and again that's kind of how the film ends so there's some decent kills throughout the film, though. Basically, he just picks off the workers at this resort. Uh, Jack Black shows up as a stoner that I believe also works at the resort or is just nearby. But seeing him with dreadlocks was really something I was not expecting when he showed up. Right when he shows up kind of from a distance walking, I was like, is that Jack Black? You could just tell. it. <laughs> then, yeah, it turns out it is him. And, yeah, he's just your typical stoner guy. He ends up getting killed. Um, yeah, so there isn't like a ton of great kills or anything. The only thing I like is when the hook man actually kills someone and then drags them, you know, with their body on the hook. For some reason, I just think that's pretty funny <laughs> and hilarious. He did that in the first film with um, Helen's sister, but they do that again in this film. Um, trying to think. Yeah, I mean, Jules is the same pretty much in this film. She doesn't scream as much which is better because in that first film she just screamed the entire third act and was just pretty useless as a final girl she does fight back a little bit in this film i mean she does end up killing um the hook man killer but other than that she's still the same she's just not the best final girl she's a little bit annoying as well but and jennifer love hewitt's acting is just not the best i feel like in this film i don't know if it's just the writing or the direction or you know she's just not giving it her all i don't know she has another scene pretty much like the first film when she screams uh what are you waiting for she does that again in this film <laughs> when they're outside in the rain she doesn't say exactly those lines but something to that effect and you kind of just roll your eyes a little bit and giggle <laughs> when she does it 
Um, Brandy's not bad in this film. She's supposed to be like your Helen character, uh, the fun friend, basically. And she does survive. And yeah, there's a decent scene where she's like on top of a greenhouse and she falls through and basically she's trying to get away from uh, Ben Wills. But And she does get away. But again, they're trying to build that tension, like that first chase scene, but it doesn't work as well. And that's all right, though. <laughs> and the film does end. Again, it kind of ends confusingly because you don't know how much time has passed. I'm assuming maybe just another year or so, but... There, um, Jules and Ray have a house, you know, you see this, um, sold sign that she walks up to and kind of gently hits. And then she goes inside the house and they're both wearing like wife beaters, which is funny. And he's, you know, brushing his teeth and, uh, talking about how much he loves his electric toothbrush. And then, yeah, you see that she's got the engagement ring on. So we either assume that they eventually got married or they're engaged to get married, but they're basically moving on with their lives. You know, they're a happy couple and then she hears something, she goes to the window and closes it. You see the muddy footprints on the ground, which she doesn't see. And then when she goes back to her bed, he basically just grabs her by the ankles and drags her back under the bed. Another type jump scare ending like it did the first film. And then it cuts to credits. And yeah, that's basically, I still know what you did last summer. And again, yeah, it's it's okay it's not the best it's uh, it's definitely not the best and it's not very you know it's I wouldn't say it's the worst film I ever saw but when you really sit back and think about it, it is a little bit uh unrealistic slash cheesy slash uh doesn't make a lot of sense I guess you could say and it's really just that Bahamas you know them going to the Bahamas and they just I feel like they didn't use you know if you're gonna go to the Bahamas I feel like they could have really just made it a little bit better you know going to a resort they should have had some people there you know he could have been picking off um other guests that would have been cool you know or they could have introduced us to some other guests maybe some annoying characters that we would want to see get killed but he just basically goes after these innocent workers that are just working there on a bad rainy weekend <laughs> and again it's kind of just like it's interesting that this killer like he really just he's only going after jewels but basically he just kills other innocents that just somewhat get in his way or not even so much get in his way he just goes after them like he goes after the jack black character for really no reason and just some of the other workers but Again, you got to have some kills in a slasher film, so otherwise he would just be chasing after Jules. <laughs> and again, yeah, also I was thinking why he doesn't go so much after Ray when, you know, Ray, he could have just, you know, killed Ray. Or why didn't he, or unless he assumed that Ray would get invited to this group, you know, when they have four tickets, but then his son wouldn't have went. So again, that's a little bit confusing. Was the son always planning on going, or was he just going to show up, you know, regardless i don't know <laughs> again don't want to think too much into this film and yeah that's gonna probably do it for this episode i do know there's a third film i'll always know what you did last summer which i've never watched and i think that's a straight to dvd type film i don't think that was even in theaters and it doesn't have any of the original cast in it at least yeah it doesn't <laughs> it might have some minor character i don't know if the killer is reprises his role or not but i know jennifer love hewitt freddie prince jr and all of them are not in that film and i just looked at reviews and it's got even worse reviews than i still know what you did last summer so who knows i'll eventually probably check it out hopefully not too soon uh just because i kind of want to check out maybe some other films <laughs> 
But yeah, that's probably going to do it for this episode. So as always, thank you so much for the listen. If you want to follow me on Letterboxd, you can at KJ Steiner. That's where I'm uh, posting what I'm watching and everything. Also, too, if you haven't watched the TV show, I Know What You Did Last Summer, that came out this past summer slash fall in 2021 on Amazon Prime. My wife and I watched it, and I actually thought it was pretty good. It kind of gets bonkers, a little bit crazy at the end, middle slash end. But it's kind of a fun show. I It's kind of a trashy horror show, if that makes any sense. But if for some reason you haven't watched it yet and you're interested, it's a lot different than the movies. Um, it, take place, it takes place in Hawaii, and it does deal with someone getting hit by a car and them trying to cover it up. But there's a little – they go different routes with it. And I actually thought it was pretty good. So if you do want to check that show out, please do. I hope there's actually a second season because it kind of leaves off on a cliffhanger that I wasn't expecting and I would be interested to see where they go. But that's going to be it for this episode. So again, thank you so much and I'll check you guys out next time. Bye-bye.